You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. It's my first time buying a home all by myself. And there was a whole lot of pieces of that process that nobody warned me about. I really wish that the same way you get a realtor and a loan officer and all these things. Can it come with a therapist, please? Because it's a lot. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Pause on the Play. As always, it's amazing to see you here where you are challenged to reconsider your normal and consider realities you may be unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here with my co-host India Jackson to get the dialogue going. Hello. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I am here. Hopefully I don't sound congested. I feel congested. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> it, it is what it is right now because the weather keeps changing and it is wreaking havoc on all things sinus issues. So it is what it is. Um, I do want to make sure that we acknowledge that this podcast is being recorded on the stolen land of the Susquehannock, Piscataway, and Antigua people native to this area known as Maryland. I'm excited for this conversation. I feel like... You know, we don't often get an opportunity on our podcast to just kind of check in, see what's going on, what's old, what's new. That part. And I'm actually really excited to be able to do that because it is 2023, y'all. We have been doing this for a long time. And I'm actually really excited for everybody to (laughs) kind of listen in and feeling like this is a whole new year and just an opportunity to kind of reflect, but also be like, well, there's, there's so much that can be ahead of us. And where we are right now is what matters the most. Thank you for saying that because, you know, when you have an interview based podcast or podcasts where you do have guests or guest host or other people as a part of the show, oftentimes you can get in like the churn and the day-to-day of that and their stories, their knowledge and expertise and information. And if we're not careful, the host can get left behind. The base that you have listening or reading the content that you're creating, you know, oftentimes can 
have areas where they don't know what's going on with you. They aren't getting to know you better because they're in the space where they're constantly getting to know who you're talking to. And so I just, I feel like being explicit about that because I'm sure some of the people taking in this podcast have podcasts of their own. So it's something to think about is like, where are you giving your people an opportunity to know you better? So, so important and and part of the whole point of being a content creator. So the interesting part about that is everything you said is accurate. And I think that there are some narratives out there that really only focus on what is your value that you are giving to people and that you are not the focus. You don't matter. Now, I want to preface that by saying there's some people where it's like, I wish you gave a little bit less of you. Um, And at the same time, I don't think that it's good to leave yourself behind because that is what makes you, you. That is the thing that can't be bottled, can't be replicated, can't be, you know, done by anyone else. I think oftentimes in the content creation world, especially as business owners, there can be the story that like, okay, well, now that I don't have a guest, I have to teach something. But I'm going to tell you, as and me speaking for myself right now, sometimes being able to witness people's experiences and have conversation around that and share that is value in itself without having to teach me anything. Like, it's funny. Um, <laughs> you and I were joking around about this, not on the podcast, but... I'll go ahead and share it on the podcast today, but it's a great example that growing up for me, I wasn't exposed to a lot of people who would tell you about the realities of getting older or your hormones changing. And so, you know, fast forward into my 30s and I get like this random hair that wanted to show up on my face and now it's nicknamed Larry, Um, sometimes (laughs) Harry, depends on the situation, but like you know, people being able to just share experiences would have left me like not surprised in my early 30s about random hair on my face. Just saying. There's value in that too. I could have been mentally prepared for that. Girl, that. Because I think so often people don't really let you in on the good good of what's really happening. And I've myself been trying to do better with that because my experiences could be extremely beneficial to somebody else. One, it's the normalizing of it. Two, let me let you know the thing that nobody else might not have told you, honestly. So yeah, that. So I want to dig into that. Sometimes you don't know what you don't know until you realize you didn't know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I think that there's an opportunity to explore, like, Are there any things since we've last had kind of like what's going on with you type conversations here on the show that you unveiled, uncovered, learned about yourself, about the way that you live, lead or learn that you didn't know and you wish somebody had like just shared like, yo, be prepared for this. This might happen. (laughs) Ooh, so many. Um, I'm going to try to keep it succinct. Number one, um, I had the honor of being able to buy a home and it was my first time buying a home all by myself. So I have a home and it was a whole lot of pieces of that process that nobody warned me about. Number one, 
I don't know who needs to hear this and who can impact this, but I really wish that the same way you get a realtor and a loan officer and all these things, can it come with a therapist, please? Because it's a lot. And being able to unpack the money stories and the not enoughness or the just hurry up and wait and the like, I'm going to make you give me all your information and stay ahead naked for 30 plus days. Good luck with that. It's a lot. And so also being a black woman in an industry that doesn't regularly center or support black people being homeowners. Um, a great example of that is with redlining. If you are not familiar with it, I highly suggest you watching the movie, the banker, I believe it's on Apple TV. It is an outstanding reference of that. Um, but we are not centered in that. And so there were a lot of things that I not only didn't have an awareness of, but I didn't feel like there was someone who did represent me that understood to be able to ask those questions and to get those true answers. So that was a big one. And then the fact of like, even once you do it, like what happens next? <laughs> so there's a lot with that. And I think the one of the other primary things for me is that I don't, I did, I have not really picked a word or a phrase of this year for 2023, but I will say the thing that I've noticed coming up often uh, for myself and around me that I think uh, is going to be very prevalent and I'm actually feeling very excited about it is boundaries because it's not like, oh, I'm putting boundaries in place to keep people out or to make things not happen. No, boundaries are to create ease. Boundaries are about clarity. Boundaries are about understanding what it is that you do and don't want, how you can facilitate that and what you need to do when that doesn't happen. And so the exploration of that in all aspects of my life as well as being able to support the people that I am in relationship with doing that for themselves actually feels very cathartic. Hmm. As a reference point, I realized one of the things for me who, you know, I was also going through this process of home buying, like literally just before you were. So a lot of the things are similar of like, I didn't know shit and I wasn't prepared and what happens now now that you have gone through certain pieces of that, is there anything that like you would want to tell someone today that they might not have known? Um, home buying process requires an an uh, ungodly amount of documents. So make sure that all of your stuff, and when I say stuff, I mean like all of your business paperwork, all of your LLC or S Corp or tax paperwork, uh, bank statements, um, uh, make sure everything is in order, which will save you a lot of headache. I think that that's definitely part of it. I think the other thing for me is whatever time you think it's going to be, whatever you're told it's going to be, give yourself so much more padding than that. Because it does not work out in that initial time frame in most cases. Yeah. And that will save yourself a whole lot of heartache. 
I very uh, clearly remember talking with you about that in my process and recognizing like, oh, well, it's like this solar panel lean stuff, you know, and I'm like, but I've always heard this always goes this way. Give yourself more time. And you're like, ah, not me. We're going to close on time. (laughs) It's like, shit. Why is it that all the black people I talk to have constantly changing dates and then have to keep changing the dates on their service providers? Mm -hmm. But the non-black friends that I talked to didn't have the same experience. What's happening here? And I hate to acknowledge that 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 seemed to be pretty consistent, but it was. And the reality is, is that 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 secondary piece was very challenging to feel like I had service providers um, using movers as an example that I had to keep changing dates on. And I wanted to give concrete dates, but I couldn't give what I had never been given. I just You're just waiting and f- literally f- flying by the seat of your pants and hoping for the best. And every day is just like, maybe it's today, maybe it's today, maybe it's today. Mm. So often here on the podcast, we are digging into, and the, the guests that you have are digging into conversations around things about how you earn or you work. Um, and I think it's always refreshing to have an opportunity to dig into things about how you're living and leading like beyond the workplace. Um, and I'm just curious, like this move was not your first move ever. So, you know, was there anything other than the fact that you were buying your first home? Like, ah, that's so exciting. But in addition to that, was there anything else that was different for this move? Is there any way that you approached how you moved or the way that you thought about it or the way that you budgeted for it or laid out your time or just anything? How has that evolved from maybe the way that you've done it in the past when you moved? So I actually want to start by acknowledging that the way that I used to move was like, hey, I'm moving out of like this place into a new place, which usually was an apartment. And, you know, the new place is probably already clean and ready to go. Yes, I'm still going to probably have to clean my kitchen and my bathroom to my standards. However, it's it's clean. It hasn't been sitting vacant and untouched. Um, And it was very much you get the U-Haul, you empty everything out, you take it over and you move it in the same day and you're done. And it usually involved me asking friends for help. I am not asking my friends with whole families and jobs and bad backs to <laughs> help move stuff anymore. Those days are gone. We're not doing that. And so it absolutely included having movers. And what was a, a huge difference for me was that when it came to movers, when it came to wanting someone to be a mo- to do a move and clean because the home was vacant before um, I took ownership of it, I wanted to have service providers of color. So I specifically wanted to pay people that I feel like aren't going to have the same level of access or. Um, they're not going to be the ones out there that's, you know, showing up on the commercial or the Google ad necessarily. I wanted to support black and brown people, which was what I did. And I also, you know, when it came to the actual packing process, I packed quite a bit early, which was great until I 
my closing got delayed, in which case I was living in a 75% packed house, which was not fun. Hmm. But I, you know, got quite a bit of moving boxes from you. There was a lot of repurposing of boxes and I then repurposed those boxes. Um, I have used apps like OfferUp, Trash Nothing. I think it's Buy Nothing. Mm -hmm. Buy Nothing. And I would post on there when I had boxes or uh, like packing peanuts, the recyclable kinds of packing peanuts um, or like crinkle paper or any other kind of padding that if people needed it, that, you know, they could just come and get it. And so these boxes didn't just all end up going into just the recycling. They were able to go to someone else to be able to be reused, which for me felt really good because if you've moved, like boxes can be a whole expense of their own and you use a lot of them. And so I really wanted them to be able to go and support someone else, especially because I received boxes from people and that was supportive for me. So I wanted to keep that conduit going. So I really did move and as, you know, any opportunities that I had, I wanted to make sure that my values were brought into the decisions that I was making. Wow. <laughs> I don't know Look if that was you what you bringing expected. your values hey. into your room. No, but I was also thinking like, and you voted with your dollars. You were very clear yeah. these things that I'm going to have to invest in cost money, such as hiring certain service providers. And so I'm going to vote with my dollars and keep small local owned businesses owned by BIPOC individuals mm-hmm. open because Correct. my dollar is a vote for their business to to stay open. And I want to acknowledge, and I think it's worthwhile for us um, in a later episode to go into this, but with having my closing being delayed and literally having a 30-day stretch that it just kept moving and I didn't know what it was going to be until I knew, um, the benefit of having some of these um, small, you know, independently owned brands that had the beautiful benefit of being BIPOC owned is that they were willing to work with me. It wasn't just some large company that's like, all right, well, we're just going to keep charging you a cancellation fee or we just can't do it. Every time things had to be moved, particularly when it was to no fault of my own. So these smaller owned businesses were much more understanding, very, very flexible, and were very much just like, hey, I know that this is a a big process and there's a lot of moving pieces to it and just keep me posted and I will do what I can to accommodate you. And that was exactly what they did. So a couple of things came up for me from what you said there that I want to dig into for a moment. Number one, um, like painting a picture (laughs) for any of you who have not moved in a long time, living in a sea of boxes and disorganization and not knowing like, where's this thing? Because it might be packed up already. It's like an interesting place to work from, to live Mm -hmm. from, (laughs) to be productive from, to think clearly from. Correct. And I'm just wondering... um, you know, in that space where it is so easy to feel cloudy and scattered, what are some of the things that you did during that time frame as a way of leading yourself? You know, often we talk about leading our teams and our clients, but how did you lead yourself? One of those things was giving myself the grace to be cloudy and unfocused. 
because that was real. It was going to be an unrealistic expectation to think that I was going to be in that type of environment and yet be able to perform to, to, to perform and thrive and think and feel as if I wasn't. So the first was to acknowledge like, hey, I'm doing the best I can with what I got. And this is not what I would have chosen for this to be right now. This is stressful. And it just so happened for me that like, this also overlapped both of my kids' birthdays. So as, as mommy, that happened too. Um, and so I had to give a lot of grace to myself during that process. But I think part of what was, was a thing for me that was a bit of a gift and a curse was that there were things that I just didn't pack until the very last minute because I knew that I wanted to have access to them. Some of that type of, of thought came around the things that I'm going to season my food with. I am so glad I did not put all my seasonings away and have to eat bland food for a whole <laughs> month. I would have been hotter than a hornet's nest. Um, so I think that was part of it. I think part of it was having that transparency with my children of like, hey, I don't know. And I feel really bad about this, but I want you to know. And they actually were like, it's okay. It'll happen. Like they were extremely understanding. They were excited, but they, you know, they weren't upset. They didn't get frustrated. But I think that transparency helped as opposed to me just being frustrated, them not knowing, and that causing a whole lot more energy that was not beneficial to any of us. Pause. So I want to, I know what you're talking about, but I want to explicitly call it out for um, <laughs> those of you taking in this conversation that I believe you're referring to like not knowing like what day are we going to be in our new house? Like what day can we not be living in, in box land anymore? <laughs> they kept saying, are we closing today? Are we closing today? Which closing is the day that you go and you do all your paperwork at the title company. You give them like all your money <laughs> and then you get your keys. And they kept saying, when are we closing? When are we closing? When are we closing? Um, I also made it a point to leave out things that felt like support systems for me. So um, I had to pack a pretty good amount of my crystals because I have a lot of crystals, but I left out the ones that I felt like I needed. And so that I could continue my spiritual practices along the way that also included me leaving out my tarot cards. Um, I have multiple decks, but I knew I had to leave at least one or two out. So I left out the things that, and when I say things, I say things in the crystals or the tarot cards or the, uh, particular items of clothing, uh, jewelry. What were the items that I needed to leave out that helped me to have a certain amount of normalcy and consistency and grounding in a process that felt anything but any of those th those aspects? So I just made sure that no matter what I had packed away, that I still gave myself access to things that felt like they were my things. Mm. Earlier in this conversation, you mentioned boundaries and how that's kind of a, a theme, a word, a concept that you are digging into a little bit more deeply right now and maybe even a little bit more going forward. Um, and I'm just wondering, you know, if you feel comfortable sharing like 
what did boundaries mean for you in the past? And maybe what are some new ways that you're thinking about it right now? Huh. Okay. That's a big question. That's a good question. <laughs> a big <Maybe>. question. <laughs> um, I do feel as though boundaries before may have been a little more focused in what the prescribed method of boundaries were of like, you know, Oh, if people are late to a call, um, if, if this person, if this person doesn't, you know, respect what time you say you're going to meet them for lunch one day, or you told your kids to clean up and they didn't clean up. And what do you do? Like it felt, very prescribed as to what it was. What it used to feel like for me was it felt very restrictive. Boundaries felt like something that you deployed in order to correct bad behavior. Yeah, as you you mentioned it, the word rigid came to mind for me. Like you have to have yes. these like hard rules that you yes. don't deviate from. <laughs> right. And I actually think that boundaries um are more about the practice of acknowledging for yourself the world around you and to, you know, who and whatever is a part of your spiritual practice, what matters to you and what you want more of and what you want less of. Because it's not a thing of it's not a situation of let me figure out all these things that are going to go wrong. And that's what boundaries are there to prevent. No, I am actually processing boundaries as a way to take conscious ownership of what I want more of, what I want to explore and expand and, and multiply and enhance in my life. So it's not about these are the actions that I don't want. No, these are the actions that I do want. And so my boundaries are more about, is it of service to the things that I do want? Is it of service to the emotions that I want? Is it of service to the relationships that I want? Is it of service to the thought processes that I want to indulge in? Um, I am someone that believes that all feelings are are valid and necessary. So I think that there are times that these even not so great ones, you got to work through those too. And, you know, there's a time and a place for them. But I really feel like boundaries are really my opportunity to consciously claim what it is that I want and how to hold the space to actually get that and to know what happens if something is not of service to that, as opposed to you did something wrong and now I need to hit you on the nose with the newspaper like you're the bad dog. <laughs> I don't want that because that's not what I would want to receive. I want it to be an opportunity to figure out how things can improve, how can how they can grow, how they, they can evolve and how it is that more opportunities to be better can be present and any way, shape or form. And I mean, there's so much to it, but I feel like that's a, that's a chunk of it. So I wonder, you know, as your defining and exploration of boundaries has evolved, like has that shown up or informed 
any of your experiences like in your love life? Because <laughs> <laughs> we never talk about that. So we, yes. Um yes, it has. Um so I have been exploring online dating again. Um, but dating in general, but online has been one of the ways. And it was something that I've done in the past. And I actually did do it successfully. So this isn't coming from a place of like, oh, it didn't work before. Let's try to see if it'll hope and works again this time. No, it, it had worked for me in the past. Um, and I know a number of people who it did work for. And they, you know, have thriving relationships or at least did have thriving relationships because I don't think that the bar of it working means that it lasts forever. It just means that it worked. And so I am recognizing that I have to have boundaries of what I do and do not want to receive because y'all, some of this, some of this is a little wild. Um, it's a little wild, but I, I have no expectations. And so therefore um, I, I don't feel let down by it. It's really just, it's, it's exploration and it's fun and that's it. And it is what it is. And it really is putting me in a position to be honest with myself about what it is that I do or do not want. If that's true and whether or not there's any uh, nuance around that, but it's also uh, requiring me to be very honest with myself about what I can provide and how that works with what someone else wants. Because the reality is, is that I have in a lot of ways, a very full and, and robust life. And I have zero desire to, uh, have anyone come in and absorb all of that and to make me feel as though I, cannot have what I had before in order to have them be present. Like that's a no go for me. So being able to understand that this really is about, Hey, this is what I have. And you know, if my life is a space that you can possibly thrive, you know, being inserted into it sometimes, then so be it. But if not, then that's okay too. This just isn't a good fit. And so it's it's been really good to not only acknowledge for myself what do I want to receive, but also really clear about this is what I can give and not being willing to, not that I have been, but like not being um, available to be pressured to do anything beyond that. Hmm. Interesting question. I may have something to share or not, uh, but like has your awareness, your expertise and knowledge in diversity, equity, inclusion informed the way that you're like exploring dating? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yes, because people are much more uh, transparent than some people. Some people are much more transparent on online about their um, political and political beliefs and value systems. And so, you know, for example, you, if you witness somebody that um, is like, you know, hey, if you like this particular 
political candidate, then you need to swipe left or you, or you should swipe right. Um, there's a lot of that. There's also been, there was one that I, I, I was like, oh, I'm out on this one. There was a prompt that said I, um, a non-negotiable is. And a prompt is one of those questions that would be on these profiles, which I hate the profiles. This is like, I am not like the insert me in a profile and you really understand me person. But someone had a prompt on there that said, a non-negotiable is. And this person's non-negotiable was an argumentative woman. Oh, gosh. I was like, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. And it's not that I'm argumentative, but if I don't agree with something or I have a difference of opinion, if that would be enough to cause us to have to have um, a point of disagreeing, you might consider that argumentative. So I'm not willing to risk it. I'm out. Well, also, like, what happened to you? You know, Oprah's book phrase. I appreciate right. the question. That you feel like that is so important. You have to mention that on a dating profile. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That part. Okay, I'm going to take my my um, I an, an ENFJ, I think. I'm going to take <laughs> my J. Judging, judging hat off. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that part. <laughs> so as you've been as you've been navigating not just the profiles, but actually talking to people and getting to know them, have you found that like anything is different, you know, now fast forward all these years into being a DEI consultant and coach and the types of conversations that they are or are not? having with you versus before you were? Um, I mean, I am different. That's the biggest piece because I think when it comes to the conversations, I mean, um, like I, like, yes, I, I share what I do, but I don't necessarily lead with that because I'm more than just that. And I, 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 I don't want for anyone to feel like they need to perform because that's what's there. Cause that's not helpful either. Um, so I think what I have witnessed is when I have actually been in, um, more conversation with individuals that there's a different type of space of discussing what their experiences may have been, uh, what it is that they are noticing or feeling or finding to be true for them in their lives. And I mention that because like, like I've, there have been some people that um, live in this area. There are some people that um, are not originally from this area. Uh, for example, if you have someone that literally was from a different country and then they come here, their experience is going to be different. So there has been that space to be able to talk about it, but to talk about it in less of a intellectualized, let's you know really break this down and more just about like, hey, this is what happened to me. And it's just the regular conversation of it, but there's definitely um, some awareness there. And I can give the example of like being somebody that is a black American as opposed to somebody that um, is black living in America, that, but that maybe is from Africa or maybe from Europe or maybe from um, South America. So there is that space to have a lot of open dialogue around that if that person is open to it. But I, I do think that 
that has been interesting. And it's interesting just to notice that people now have access to put things on their profiles like LGBTQIA plus ally or Black Lives Matters or, um, you know, trans ally, things of that nature are accessible. Or people just try to be funny and they're like, if you're a flat earther, <laughs> like, just please go, please go. So there's a lot more, um, I think, openness of particular ways of being that people are just like, I am just not holding space for this. And there's a lot more transparency around if people are polyamorous or if they're in open relationships. Now there is that piece of, hey, does the other person in a relationship know that they're in an open relationship? But I digress. But there is a lot more transparency around lifestyles than what was there before. And I actually find that very um, hopeful for people to be able to be more of who they are. So it sounds like in general, like the dating landscape might be more transparent. I Maybe I have a bias, but I do wonder if some of the transparency people are willing to have with you specifically might might be because of the DEI like title that they think that you'll be more open, you know, and less judgmental about what they share as well. And that could be a beautiful thing. I actually wonder about that and I don't know. Hmm. I've witnessed both, even though I don't I don't own the title of DEI coach and consultant, with the rare exception of when it makes sense to just say that because I don't have enough time to explain. But <laughs> at the same time, people who know the work that we do together, I've had some be afraid to say anything in front of me as like just people in my friend circle. I'm not dating, but, and I've had others say, Hey, nobody knows this, but I feel like I can tell you this because you're not going to judge me. <laughs> But that's the thing. Some people are like, oh, you won't judge me. Other people are like, oh, you are judging me. I must, I must do better. I must do better. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's almost like somebody being like, I have a, I have a side on my lawn. Um, okay. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Thank you for supporting whatever the sign says. Right. It's like, okay. So I don't, I don't know. I, I think in some ways people are a lot more transparent, but also I think there's also the, the reality that just because that's what's on the profile, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's who that human is. And that's how they're going to be once you're in conversation with them. So true. Well, I am fully here to do more of these conversations, especially pick your brain about online dating. I have never done it. I find I'm incredibly curious about how this whole thing works. I have a lot of thoughts and it has definitely evolved <laughs> quite a bit over the years. So I actually find I find it's a very interesting social experiment, I will say. And I'm just excited that you're in your new house. And um, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's there's whole conversations we can have about that of like what they don't tell you about owning a house. So. Oh my gosh. I was going to say, can we do some of that? Because I do think that there's a lot of pieces of once you get the house and then you have to maintain the house that I didn't even think about how much that voting with your dollars piece continues to come up. Oh, and, and we both know I am a case study and like what happens when everything goes wrong. 
that. All at once, or at least within a two-month period. Yeah, <laughs> that part. That part. But I know that we are not the only part of this conversation. So acknowledging any of you witnessing this in written form and audio form, um, I am going to invite you to make sure that you leave a podcast review. We rarely say that. Let's be real. Podcast reviews don't actually like get us more listeners. When we say that, it's because podcast reviews are the easiest way, no matter what country you are taking in this content from, it is the easiest way to let us know what episodes you liked and what stuff you want us to talk about more of. Because we really do try to create content here and over at Flaunt Your Fire and in our community that is informed from a visibility being a two-way street place of like, this isn't just for us. We're not just talking to each other. We can do this privately. We've known each other forever. We have Mm -hmm. plenty of private conversations. We are recording it because we think that there may be something of value to you, but we don't want to assume what you value. Absolutely. And so this is where you letting us know what is of support and service to you means that we can be better for everyone listening, being able to feel like, hey, that thing, I didn't even know I needed it. And it was really helpful and it was great. And thank you for it. So as always, I absolutely love having these types of conversations where honestly, it just is what it is. We're being transparent, we're being honest, and we're having real life situations mirroring some of these things that show up in my work with diversity, equity, and inclusion, but being able to utilize them as a catalyst for learning, growth, and evolution. So being here and taking in this conversation and all the conversations. I thank you. This is how together we continue to remove stigma and create real change and connection while crossing lines and recreating boundaries to support, not separate. Together, let's get more people dropping the veil while challenging their thoughts, feelings, actions, and state of being. So until the next time, keep the dialogue going. Bye. I love chatting with Erica. And I know I have access to my friend. I can ask her whatever I want for the most part at any given time because we are real life friends. But if you're enjoying this conversation, there's a chance you might want access to ask Erica your questions and also to get to know a host of other cool ass people inside our online community, Pause in the Play. In addition to getting to know them, you get access to office hours with Erica and I, where you can get direct feedback on challenging situations because shit happens. You can also explore social commentary on whatever's happening within the world, your marketing, and so much more. Our community conversations give you the ability to talk to a global membership from everything from hiring and voting with your dollars to navigating the messy middle of moving or online dating, which I'm personally curious about. So if you want to join us, I'm going to encourage you to head on over to pauseontheplay.com slash community, where you can get to meet and find your people, people aligned with your values who are keeping it real. Again, join us over at pauseontheplay.com slash community.
Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From Implicit to Explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?